0: If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's Will? You get rich quick! Stand on the line, the game again and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky
1: day. It's my lucky day and Definitely it's your lucky day out there because you are listening to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: Josh. <laughs>
2: Do you practice these in the closet all I week? don't.
1: I come up with them on the spur of the moment, wow, Noel. They
2: really sound rehearsed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like all of my ideas, no thought behind it whatsoever. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um Hey, Noel. Yes. How you doing, buddy? How's your week been? Uh, It's been all right. My uh, my
2: oldest niece went away to school for the first time.
1: How old is she, your oldest niece? 18. Oh, so she went away to college. Yes. For the first time. Yeah. Gotcha. Got me thinking
2: about <clears throat> when I went away to school.
1: Did she already go to school? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> yeah, Okay. Um, where's she going to school? She is going to uh, SLU, Saint Louis University. SLU is yep. that what they really? That's what they call it. Yep. SLU. It's a terrible little SLU. name.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, so when I went to school, mm-hmm. I uh, had to go to summer school. So I didn't get accepted to school until like two weeks before it started, <laughs> and I was uh, <laughs> I- I- in Chicago visiting my family at the uh-huh. time. So I wasn't even around. So I basically. The night before I was leaving, just threw a bunch of stuff in a bag, and the next day, uh, my dad drove me up to school, and he drove up to, like, the commons area, the uh-huh. student center, and just said, okay, I guess go in and ask whatever you need to ask. <laughs> and I, had n- I had nowhere to live. I had nothing. <laughs> so I walk in there, and... Uh, I'm just looking at the desk, trying to figure out, what the frick do I even ask? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I, and I'm just standing there, and I hear, hey, no! And it was a buddy of mine, who was a year ahead of me, who just happened to be walking through. I slept on his floor for, like, a couple weeks, and then I slept on uh, another friend's couch for, like, a month. Uh-huh. And then I got into residence, <gasps> late acceptance into re- residence. Wow! Yeah.
1: What college was this? Uh, Carleton University oh, in I know Ottawa, Carlton University, Ottawa, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's they use that one on. Uh, I think they use that on DeGrassi all the time. Oh, do they? They talk about Carlton. There was a uh, DeGrassi kid at my high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which one? Big time. I don't know. <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> so you had to go to summer school. You didn't get accepted into college till two weeks before. Till two weeks before. <clears throat> That's amazing. Yeah. How did that even happen? I don't think that would happen in the US.
2: I don't know if it would.
1: I don't know. I don't think that happens like that. You have to be I think you you have or you have you would have to wait till the following uh semester. Yeah. I think. When I was in college, <clears throat> I actually uh had my first radio experience in college. I had a radio show in college. Okay. On uh student radio. Okay. And uh I went to Syracuse for mm. I mean, I was there for a year, but I'd really say I spent—I really was there for maybe six months, yeah, if not less than that. But I, my, my time slot was at uh, 1 a.m. on Saturdays, which is possibly the worst time to have mm-hmm. in uh, Syracuse University because everyone's, no one's listening to the radio. Sure. And while Syracuse had a huge uh, uh, department for radio. That was part of one of their schools, their, their communication school. The student union radio station was not part of that. And the only way you could hear the student union radio station was to uh, plug your television or radio into an outlet in a dorm. And the signal ran through the electrical uh, outlets. And so you could hear it in your dorm, and that's the only place you could hear it. You couldn't actually hear it, like, on a radio. Uh-huh. It didn't pass through airwaves. And uh, I had a blues and soul show, and they had no blues or soul records. And this was at the time when everything was done on record, some CDs, but mostly on record. And I had brought 30 records up with me, and they were all blues and soul from home. You know, because carrying a crate of records was a lot of shit to carry sure. in a dorm, and and then keep it in your dorm, and I basically played the same thirty albums for an entire year. <laughs> yeah. As my radio uh, how show. How long the show? It was uh two hours. Oh wow! Yeah, you yeah. you pumped through it then. I played the exact same thirty records. You know what I mean? I'd alternate songs from different albums mm-hmm. throughout, but it was it was and it was a lot of and it was thirty records by maybe ten artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a lot of the same shit. It was pretty crazy. But it's interesting we're talking about college, Noel. And yeah. You know why that is? Uh, because our topic this week is back to school? Yes. Oh. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so back to school, Noel. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, niece is going off to school. Off to school, back she's to school. She's in school. She's back to school. My nieces are both back in school, yeah. although, well, one's in college, her mm-hmm. junior year, and the other is uh, her senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of money to be made. There's massive money to be made. In back to school. school. And in a lot of places that you wouldn't think yeah. about making money sure. in back to school. And I think you're, you, yes. are going to enlighten us. With at least one way to make money. I will. I will. Before I
2: do, I want to go over the deal here. (laughs) Okay. Right? All you mopes out there, this is the deal. Josh and I come up with gold. Fantastic, guaranteed ideas to make you disgustingly wealthy. And then we sit down and we do nothing else. You take those ideas. You action them. You make millions, if not billions, of dollars and then you give us 10%, that's the deal.
1: Yep. Right? First yep. check's coming in any day. Yep, 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 yep. The way I look at it, I was thinking about this the other day, is our ideas are fucking brilliant. Oh, awesome, yeah. And if we were Bill Gates, mm-hmm. if we were Elon Musk, if we were, what's his name, Richard Thiel, the the crazed, bugged-out freakazoid from uh, the, PayPal. Yeah. Uh, who's, you know... The Docker uh, destroyer. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um. We would have billions of dollars at our disposable, at our disposable, mm-hmm. at our disposable to make our brilliant ideas happen. Yeah. And that's the only thing stopping anyone from making these incredible ideas a reality. That's right. So. We're
2: we are are reverse kickstarting is what we're
1: doing. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what we're doing. We're reverse kickstarting. We're giving you the idea, yeah. and then you're raising the money. That's right. And then we just like Kickstarter. Uh huh. Take a, little a percentage. Piece. Yeah. But we don't have. We're waiting till you're rich. We're not taking it off the top before you even get anything. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Because we're brilliant. I mean, <laughs> if you've listened to the show, even just one episode, we're fucking brilliant. Yeah. Period. End of story.
2: You know, I have people that come up to me once in a while, and they're like, you know. That
1: actually was a good idea. Yeah, and
2: I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm not trying to <laughs> shovel garbage.
1: I mean, like for example, last week, and we rushed through last week. Yes. So uh, Raquel uh, didn't get to uh, the point where she picked the idea or ideas that she was gonna go with on air. Um, she did choose me again. I don't think so? Yeah, I, I won. I just want to put this out I there never heard like this that. Spoken. But but these are you know she was blown away. By the brilliance of my ideas, um, and uh, uh, you know it, it, it. Anyway, but so I just wanted to make that point. Okay. We are geniuses, and just because we don't have billions of dollars backing that up doesn't make it any less truthful. That's true. Okay.
2: Good point, Josh. All right, all right. Back to school, guys. That's this is right. how we're getting rich this week. Uh, so. The National Retail Federation estimates that back-to-school spending this
1: year—do you know how much it's going to be? Two and a half billion dollars.
2: Seventy-five
1: point eight billion dollars. Se- are you fucking
2: kidding me? Seventy-five point eight billion dollars, guys. You just can in this get country your own billion.
1: Just in this country. I'm not a
2: hundred percent sure. I'm not sure. Uh but of that seventy-five point eight billion, if mm-hmm. you look at a graph from year to year, it, right fluctuates wildly and the reason is only 26.9 percent of that is set in stone and needs to be spent no matter what okay 73.7 percent is dependent on the economy Uh oh so uh if you want to up drastically back to school spending you need to have people feel like they're doing well So that's what I looked into doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started to go down the road of, uh, you know, perspective, frame of reference, feelings of wealth. So, you know, you're doing better than the guy next door. You're going to feel like you're better off. And uh, I came across uh, the illusory superiority complex,
1: also known as the Dunning-Kruger effect. Do you know what that is? um the allu- well i would imagine based on the illusory superiority complex mm-hmm. means that y- it's an illusion that you are better than an- you believe you're better than another person yes. without actually being yes. better it's than them yes it's
2: a very common cognitive bias where we think we're doing better we're smarter we're richer than we really are and then others are
1: i think you suffer from that uh, in <laughs> regards to me
2: uh well whatever <laughs> Uh, so, Dummy. people are are prone to feeling that that, that financially they're better off than others, mm-hmm. uh, that they're happier than others, they they're smarter than others. Uh, people just have a innate want to feel this way, uh-huh. right? So, the 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 grass is already laid, you know. We just got to water it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, I came across an article in Psychology Today. About Facebook likes. And it said. That. The human brain. Responds to Facebook likes. Uh, similar.
1: As it responds to sex. And winning money. I think I actually get more pleasure. Out of multiple Facebook likes. Than I get out of sex.
2: Oh yeah sure. It, it actually went into this one guy. Uh, this how, Well it started out with like a, a story. About a person right. Mm-hmm. And it was about. A friend of the author who had his birthday and was, like, just gushing about how many Facebook happy birthdays <laughs> right. he got. And even though this person rationally knew that it's just because people logged on, right. saw link saying, hey, it's Joe's birthday, say happy birthday to Joe, and these people just did it because they were told to, many yep. of whom are just Facebook friends who you don't even really know, mm-hmm. he still felt overwhelmingly loved yep even though he knew that this gesture meant nothing to everyone right so uh, so more Facebook likes makes you feel better than the guy next door it makes you feel like you are doing better off and as I said it triggers the same things in your brain as winning money so it in a biological sense, uh-huh. It makes your personal economy better, pers- perspectively.
1: It makes you believe that you are doing better. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the whole idea of it triggers the same reaction mm-hmm. of pleasure in your body. Yes. Right. Of success. Yes. Of luck. Yes. Of fortune. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a hundred percent sure if why that triggers necessarily unless you have a certain sort of narcissistic personality uh-huh. that you are doing better than the guy next door like you like i don't know i just and and cuz i can only compare to myself when well, that happens i don't think like Well, I'm loved more than that guy. I just think like, Well, we already have
2: this bias to think that way. Okay, all right. And so the more loved you feel, the more you feel you're doing better than the other people. It's this sort of
1: undercurrent that rides through it. Yes. It's not necessarily an immediate reaction of like, I'm doing so much better than Joe next door. No, that's
2: just your predisposition, your natural predisposition, cognitive bias, the Dunning-Kruger effect. I got you. And combine that with Facebook likes and you think your poop don't stink. Right,
1: and that you're rich and wealthy and everything's good. Exactly. I got you. I'm with you.
2: Um, So uh, the thing about back-to-school spending, though, is it's parents are buying this stuff, right? And adults, parents, people of our generation— uh, they like things on Facebook less than half as much as school-age people. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's a problem, right? Because if this is what's going to drive our feeling of <coughs> we're doing great and make people flock to the stores, right. run to Target, spend extra on back-to-school turn that 75.8 billion into uh, whatever 90 billion
1: 150 billion 100... just in your pocket alone just name a number here's the thing about all these ideas today, <laughs> name guys a number. is because so
2: much of this spending is discretionary uh-huh. 75.8 billion 73.7 of that is discretionary yep. we don't even have to carve a piece of that off no you can have it all We can just add more on. Oh, there you go. I get you. How how do you make $10 $10 billion Uh. out of $75.8 billion? You make that $85.8 billion, right? (laughs) That's how you make the money. Just make it. Yeah, exactly. You print it. Uh, (laughs) So uh, (laughs) what we want to do to solve this problem is to start a company, a promotional company, that is funded by the companies that are going to be reaping the rewards of back to school target uh-huh uh walmart walmart sears yeah. uh-huh. uh all all these companies that this is really a <clears throat> massive payday for mm-hmm. them get them to fund you and then what you do is you have lotteries and the way people enter and win the lottery is by liking other people's facebook posts so not your post, not your... They don't like your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. They like each other's posts. And by, by doing that, we're causing adults to massively spike their Facebook likes. Right.
1: They'll also probably take on, if you only have 350 friends, yeah. you will randomly just start adding people on. Sure, just so you are like more So stuff. you'll suddenly have thousands of friends, so you get all these likes, which will jack your uh, illusory blah-blah complex. Yeah. Sky high.
2: Sky high. Ill- illusory su- superiority. Uh, so, yeah. So what it'll cause is a massive upswing in, in likes for adults. And adults <clears throat> will feel superior, feel better off than the guy next door, go out and spend that money right. in record amounts. Mm-hmm. And we have just turned that $75.8 billion <clears throat> into $10 billion. And or how... In, 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 into, <laughs> no, we
0: bumped it by $10 billion. We <laughs> turned it into 85
1: How uh, much does Facebook get to track all of these likes for you so people can get their deal.
2: Nothing, we just randomly give out the gift.
1: Oh, so it's not even it's not we're not even we're not even giving a shit. I don't care. Yeah, but you got to watch out for that. Why? Well, if you're running a contest that has rules and you're just randomly giving stuff out. Yeah. It's not like Get Rich Quick with Josh and Nolan a P jar or something like that. <laughs> it's uh it's uh you know, you got to follow these rules. Okay, that then you this set. is what I
2: do. I go at the end of the, the government, contest. For,
1: with that kind of money involved, mm-hmm. the government's going to be keeping an eyeball on you.
2: On, on that, what I do uh-huh. is I randomly pick a person on Facebook. Yep, an adult. Yep, and I say, "Hey, how many likes do you uh, have you given?" And they say, oh, I, "I gave four hundred likes this week." And show me your history.
1: Uh huh. Great. Here's a million dollars. <laughs> So you're going to give for a million dollars. Yeah. Is I'm just saying you're going to have to you're going to have to th- it's a great idea. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's actual gold. Yeah. Despite y- you're constantly saying everything you have is gold. <laughs> it is. It's gold. This one is actual gold. I just think that the prize thing needs to be thought out a bit more. It's a lot of money yeah, to give out. Yeah, a lot out. of money. And if someone finds out that it's random, mm-hmm. that it's just, yeah, we're just doing this for the thing, the people who get who have 20,000 friends. Yeah. Because they'll look, they'll say, this guy won? He's got 800 friends. Yeah. How did he give out so many likes to people? Well, it's not the person that gives the most likes. It's just liking things gives you a chance to win. Okay. So you have to like stuff. Yeah. To, so, okay, so the idea is then is that you have to like stuff to be entered in, it's a random drawing, but you have to like stuff to be entered in, mm-hmm. and the more likes you enter in, the more drawings you'll have yeah. in the pool. Okay, so here it is. Does that make Here's sense? Here's what it is. How and then this?
2: that's all I, you can do. I got it, I got it. Okay. So, you enter by liking things. Right. Each like you do could potentially be an entrance in this draw. Right. When you like something, you could submit whatever it is you liked into the pool. Okay. And then we have proof you liked it. Okay. It's submitted. Uh huh. And then we randomly pick one of these things and that's okay. that's the winner. That's fine. That's reasonable. One million dollars, they'll all go like crazy. <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. And, and it will be like crazy. It'll be like crazy. <laughs> and their cognitive bias will make them feel better than you. Yep. And they will go out and spend, 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 spend. spend million man lunchbox Yep, full of $6 million.
1: $6 million man. Yeah. yeah. I had the $6
2: million man lunchbox.
1: You can't even say the $6 million man lunchbox. But I
2: had it. I don't have to say it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which one did you have? You know, there were multiple $6 million man lunchboxes.
2: I had the best one. I also had a Pigs in Space lunchbox.
1: (laughs) That must have been a Canadian thing, the Pigs in Space. Pigs in
2: Space knows on the Muppets.
1: Oh right, pigs, pigs in, space. in space. Yeah, yeah, I remember pigs in space. Yeah, I man, they were great. A, yeah, they were great. That's funny that that's such a small part of what that show. That like the pigs were not a big part of that show. No. They had little snippets, and that's the lunchbox you had. Yeah, you're all about second bananas, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> did you have an Ed McMahon lunchbox too? I did not. <laughs> Well, that's I, you know, that's gold. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me. I don't understand why you don't come up with this gold. Do you get nervous when we have guests on? Is that what it is, no. or is it that I just up my game so wow. much more? Wow, uh, I don't know. It's just a question, but uh, that one was gold. I, I got to give it to you. That one was uh, that one was good. So here's here's mine, mm-hmm. and it's rooted in back to school. It's not necessarily back to school, but it's rooted in back to school. And I guess I'm going to start it off with a little uh, uh, question for you. No okay. Little. Uh, what do millennials love more than themselves? Uh, Snapchat. No, they love themselves when they were little kids. Okay, right? They sure. they love talking about self nostalgia. Yeah, um, from stuff they have an absurd uh, nostalgia. Yes, it's, it's that <laughs> is it, it is nostalgia. They just sit around. Uh, Jerk stalging yeah. themselves off to each other all day long. You can sit and listen to them talk about. Oh, do you remember when we used to watch this show, or when we had this thing and that thing, and it was ten years ago? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, but it was so far away, man, and we're so different. Now. But they still love their stuff. Mm-hmm. They think about it all the time, all the entertainment, all the toys, all the clothes, all of the things. And one of the things that you realize when you sort of go through back-to-school stuff and you look at particularly for middle school and high school is how much of it is sort of licensed imagery, Mm -hmm. right? Lisa Frank, for instance. Uh, Do you know who Lisa Frank is? No. So Lisa Frank is an artist who uh, started putting together uh, binders Mm -hmm. and clipboards and things like that and covered, you've seen them everywhere, with the most insane rainbow shooting stars, teddy bears, unicorns, really sort of ornate drawings, um, big eyes, you know, very colorful. Uh, She's huge. Mm -hmm. She's enormous and has been for years, forever, and it started off just with clipboards, and young girls, it is their dream. But what you're starting to see now is 20-somethings doing things like having clothes made out of Lisa Frank images, mm-hmm. right? And wearing those images because it harkens back to their simpler time for them yeah. when it wasn't so difficult, when they were just young and happy and in school. Sure. And so <clears throat> the thing is, particularly the 90s, starting in the 80s but definitely in the 90s, the marketing of imagery, right? The licensing had started to get insane, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and one thing you notice so, dis- like I said, Disney images, Nickelodeon images, uh, Lisa Frank, um, things of that nature, uh, they would slap everything on binders, on clipboards, on pencil cases, on uh, computer covers, Mm -hmm. um, on backpacks, on whatever. You'd have cross promotions with Jansport. It was all about marketing, and it was all about throwing images on things, right? But the bulk of this stuff would get sold right at the beginning of school year, Mm -hmm. right? Right at the back-to-school time. And whatever they didn't sell... They try to resell the following year, but as it is with kids of that age, they're fickle. If you look at trends of the past 15 years of what the most popular, what the hottest back-to-school items are, every year it changes. There is nothing that stays the same. Mm-hmm. right? And it ha- it's a combination of, obviously, technology moving along and the things that you actually need, and then just it's not as cool anymore right whatever it may be whether it be you know chucky and 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 those kids or anything like that so tons of surplus of this stuff from the 90s and early 2000s is just sitting around yep that you can buy for a fucking song okay you can go to there are wholesale liquidation outlets you can go to there are the people that are the licensed uh, makers of this stuff has this stuff sitting around because they're not just going to burn it. Yeah. They're not going to dump it. You know what I mean? They're going to try to sell it to someone. <clears throat> I went on one site and found uh, uh, Walmart. Walmart.com has a uh, uh, liquidation, wholesale liquidation section on Walmart.com. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing specific. They have like it broken down into like, housewares, TVs, random, things like that. But for instance... You can get a pallet of mixed-use items, retail-valued at $28,000, and it's bid-upon. And right now on this one particular pallet, and this one is just sort of random stuff. It's a mixture of cookware and small wares and this and that and the other thing. uh, But retail-valued at about $28,000. The high bid right now, with a day left, is uh, $1,500. Oh, wow. Okay? So think about that. That's a lot of stuff for a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> these millennials, okay. right, covered in their tattoos with their bras showing out as they go to work, mm-hmm. they have no sense of professionalism. <laughs> like that broad, <laughs> yeah. broad, broad yeah. brush stroke yeah, yeah. I use there. been in meetings. <laughs> they, they go to meetings wearing jumpers. With their bras sticking out, uh-huh. right? They have tattoos on their necks. They don't care. They're making it up as they go along. All right. And good for them, right? What's it matter if you are carrying, you know, back in our day when we were kids, the idea of a professional person was they carried a briefcase. Yeah. Right? You You know, I don't know if you did this in school, but when I was in high school at one point, I was like, I'm going to carry a briefcase. No, I didn't do you that. You never did that. Really, that. Yeah, I carried a briefcase for yeah. a while. I, I did it. I'm not going to, I can't deny it. I did it. It was a very 80s thing, I think. But anyway, um, go to Lisa Frank. Go to Disney. Mm -hmm. Find these purveyors, the people that are licensed to make this stuff, that have pallets of this shit lying around. Mm -hmm. You buy it. You market it as vintage. Disney office works. Things that you can buy, pencil cases, things like that. Sell them to the millennials. Market them right to the millennials. Open up a shop in Williamsburg. Open up a shop in Bushwick. Open up a shop in Nashville. Wherever they live, Silver Lake in L.A., Just pile it full of their 90s fantasies and watch this shit sell. Not only will your markups be extraordinary because you're paying so little for them, Mm -hmm. but you can market it as vintage, one of a kind, not going to be around anymore because no one's making it anymore. Limited supplies only. When it's gone, it's gone. Out the door in a flash. I am telling you, knapsacks in particular—these sort of like '90s Nickelodeon-style knapsacks with green slime on them and the bright orange colors—I see versions of this, modern versions of this, on the street all over New York at eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars a knapsack. So that's it. That's what I. I mean, that's it. But uh, that is small investment. Big returns. All right. That's what we're talking about. And just
2: hope that you don't get a pallet full of, like, <clears throat> cutlery trays.
1: No, it's not. You're not getting random pallets. It's not like this Walmart thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you would see what you were getting. Okay. When you go oh, to these okay. these licensed merchandises. I was just using that as an example because right. it was the one where I didn't have to create an account and log All in. Right. To see what the things, many of these companies aren't even. They don't do. It's not even up for bid. You know what I mean? They're like they want to fucking get rid of this shit. Yeah. It's taking up space, right? It it, it they can't trash it. They're looking for people like you, Noel Denis like me, to come in and take it off of their hands for a song. Yeah. Or
2: like our listeners.
1: Yeah. Well, there our listeners are like you, Noel Denis. That's right. Ugly. No, our listeners are beautiful. You, on the other hand, are gorgeous. The
2: support I feel in this basement all the time, Josh, (laughs) is overwhelming.
1: So that's it. Millennials, back-to-school stuff that they would then use for their office jobs, in quotes, at the tech companies they work for.
2: (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So about this time, we're going to do what I have dubbed our new segment (laughs) Uh, which is Josh and Noel sell
1: out? Do we need to do? We, do I need to create, or do we need to create a uh, 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 an opening for Josh and Noel sell out? Maybe at
2: some point okay. when we actually get some money,
1: <laughs> <laughs> when we actually sell out.
2: Yeah. Uh, so every week we explore ways in which Josh and I are actively pursuing selling out our dream come true. So uh, currently, the best way to help us sell out. ...is to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, and hit Sponsor. And then you will pledge an amount, a monthly amount, for the rest of the season, which is about a month and a half at this point. And uh, half that money goes to us, half the money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, our mothership. If you hate us, just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and hit the Patreon link and pledge money to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money comes to Josh or I. You're not helping us sell out, and you're rubbing it in our faces... If you're a massive megacorp, you can send us a, a, a little tweet, and we will do your bidding for massive
1: bucks. Yep, but well, not even that massive bucks. N- no, <laughs> we'll do it for little bucks. We'll do it for like lunch money, just to make us feel good about that's, ourselves. That's right. You know, and you could be a company that sells
2: poison lunches. <laughs> we'll 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 talk about how great you how are. How great
1: they are. Yep. How good if you, they don't kill your child, then they'll kill the rats that eat them afterward. That's right. So uh, so we're, we are open for business
2: over here, guys. <laughs> uh, and now that leads us straight into our next segment where every single week we take a topic and we, we ring it. We get blood from that stone. Money blood for you. But then we also money put blood. money blood. <laughs> we also get another topic in there, a little mini turtlet of a, of a stone for you to get more money blood from.
1: A turdlet of a stone. Yeah. Oh, these your, your lead-ins to the tip of the week are getting better and better to me every single time. All right. Continue. I'm sorry to interrupt, All but right. I just wanted to give you a little verbal applause there. So
2: if you just have a minute, listen to this, and then come back later, listen to the rest of the show, and make more money. But for now, take it away, Josh.
0: The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. I always finish off by saying two things. But I'm not going to say them to you because you people don't have this problem. One is in business, get even. If somebody hurts you, and I use a much different word in other speeches than I do, but I won't use it. Because Becky said, please don't use bad language, said it. So I'm not going to use it. So I'm going to say... Should I use it? No, I won't use I promised, but I wouldn't do it. But I always say, don't let people take advantage. This goes for a country too, by the way. Don't let people take advantage. Get even, but I won't say it to you because this is a different audience. You don't want to get even, do you? Yeah, I think you do. Okay. <laughs> the other thing I tell people, I always say, always have a prenuptial agreement, but I won't say it here because you people don't get divorced, right? Nobody gets divorced, okay? So I will not say, have a prenuptial agreement to anybody in this room. I just want to end, who else would say that but Trump, right? See, I said, I should say it, but I won't say it. How do I get my point across without saying it? I just did it, right? But to be a winner, and you're all winners, you've got to think like a winner. And you are just thinking like a lot of beautiful winners. And I love you all.
1: So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> he
2: said nothing
0: that
1: whole time. <laughs> that was Donald Trump's... It was a 2012 uh, convocation speech yeah. at Liberty University. Um, it, You know? Th- uh, yeah. That guy is... Uh, has a chance of being, a small chance, Ugh. but a chance of being the president of this great right, country. Josh, of ours. You're
2: depressing me. You're <laughs> supposed to be enriching me.
1: <laughs> that was enriching. I think that we got, we got three things out of that. Okay. Okay? The first thing is, uh, whatever the first thing is, get even. Okay. Right? Um, prenup. Second thing is prenup. Uh-huh. And the third thing is, to be a success, you have to think like a successful person, and he loves us. All right. So that's four things right there. Yeah.
2: We got it all here but the prenup.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, I'm all about getting even.
2: (laughs) Oh. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Back to school, guys.
1: (laughs) Oh, back to school. I thought it was fitting. It was a convocation speech at Liberty University, the greatest Uh university in the world. Okay. Jerry Falwell, you. Uh,
2: Jerry Falwell, you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, back to school. Yeah. Let's back to business with back to school, all right. right? I put one out there for the parents.
1: You did. I got one for the kids. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, what does back to school mean? What? It means the end of summer. It means the end of joy, <laughs> the return to schedule, and worst of all, for every kid out there, it means the return of homework. Back to homework. Yeah, What they should call it. Uh CNN. Since kids today have three times more homework than what is recommended.
1: It's crazy. Three times. My nieces, seriously, no joke, my nieces (coughs) would spend however many hours in school and then the good students, like not like fuck offs or anything like that, and then come back and spend anywhere, like get home around six ish Mm -hmm. and from six to like 11. Or midnight, yeah. Straight homework with a dinner break in there. Yeah, I didn't every have that. night. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I had that or not because I just never did my homework. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what it would have turned out to be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think it was would have been that bad when I was that age.
2: I would pretty much do my homework, but it wasn't like that. The most <laughs> I had the only like thing of bulk is I went to music school, so mm-hmm. we had to practice our instruments a half hour a day.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> what was your instrument?
2: I played violin, and then I played the upright bass. Really? Yeah. Do you still play violin? No. My sister does. Yeah? My sister played, uh, she plays Irish fiddle, and she played at a uh, St. Patrick's Day party for the Clintons in the White House. Really? Yes, she did, backing up uh, Irish dancers. It wasn't just like, and now, you... but...
1: Well, I know you were an Irish dancer. I, I was, briefly, yeah. Were you one of the Irish dancers dancing for the Clintons? No. No.
2: This was when she was an adult, she did
1: that. Oh, okay. I would have. I, I. would love to watch you Irish dance. Oh,
2: well, thanks. We'll see. If I can find a kilt one day, maybe I'll do it. Do you it. need a kilt no, to Irish dance? I
1: did. But you don't need one. All right, back to my
2: point. Michael
1: Flatley doesn't wear one.
2: Kids are doing too much homework, <laughs> Josh. Three times <laughs> CNN says what they should be doing. It's not the same game that you and I played. Uh, you know, when we were kids, <clears throat> we had a cool lunchbox. I had six million dollar man Yep, i had pigs in space yep. i had some sort of star wars one i remember too i, don't I had remember a star which wars one.
1: one i had a star trek one <laughs> um
2: you know and you would take that lunch box you'd open it up you would put in a ham and cheese sandwich in a bag you'd you know an apple yep not much didn't take much to to fuel us to get us going through the day mm-hmm. keep our minds sharp there were always stories about you know kids that skip breakfast can't concentrate in school right you know, Yeah, we'd have a bowl of cereal, and we'd have a ham sandwich. Kids <laughs> these days are working a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I don't know. Do you know what a uh, uh, nootropic is? Uh, is that an energy drink? No, it's not. A nootropic are smart drugs. And there oh. is a growing movement of people out there mm-hmm. that are trying to hack their brains. And if you look at these sites, they uh, are listing all these different uh, substances which they are s- making people stay away from anything that's habit forming or dangerous. Uh-huh. Right? So it's like how do you make herbal Adderall that won't be habit forming and stuff like that. Uh so they're trying to increase their focus, their product their productivity, their increase their memory, and Increase neuroplasticity, which is the ability for your brain to rewire itself for better performance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're training recipes and all these different things. And what they're making are nootropic or nootropic stacks, which are combinations of these different compounds to give a desired effect, right? So if you put this and this and this and this together, you'll, you know, have more focus, more energy, better memory. <coughs> you'll be able to think clearer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one site that does this is braintropic.com, and they discuss all <laughs> what the a, di-
1: What a great name. Okay, braintropic. Yeah. braintropic.
2: All right. Braintropic.com, and, uh, Then there's other sites, such as Mm PowderCity.com, where you can go and buy, in bulk, the raw ingredients for nootropics. So, here's the idea. Okay. These kids need help. Yeah. They got a lot of homework. Yeah. Go on to Braintropic.com. Mm-hmm. Figure out (laughs) your stack. Yeah go to powdercity.com. Uh-huh. Buy those ingredients Powder in bulk. City. I know. It's like a place name, that you right? buy talc. It's like or or just like some like uh-huh. 1980s Miami cocaine thi- night Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Welcome <laughs> to Powder City. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh so and buy these ingredients in bulk. Make no tropic juice boxes. For kids.
1: Okay, there you go. And
2: in every lunchbox now with their Lisa Frank or whatever Uh you're saying, their unicorns, juice boxes for kids with nootropics in them. Uh, It'll it'll give them more focus, more energy. It won't be habit-forming. Uh-huh. Might make him poop the pants. I don't know, (laughs) but a lot of money in it. That's up to Powder City. Every every parent now wants to give their kid that edge.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, Uh, that's always been the case. Nootropic juice boxes. Nootropic juice boxes. Yeah, or just a thought. Yeah, you could come together as a community. Yeah, and insist that your school give less homework. Bah,
2: nootropic juice boxes. Because
1: it means nothing. Yeah, but we're making money. Right, that's true. We We're are, making we, money. We are I just, squeezing every once stone. in a while, like to throw a little something out there. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, look, I can't, I can't, you know, look, and hell, You could market them to adults, too. You know, you could make nootropic gummies. Sure you could. Right? You can make any kind of nootropic candy of some sort. Yeah, you could. You know, there's nootropic ice cream. Yep. You know, put that powder in anything, anything. that kids like to eat, and they'll go to town on it. Yeah even nootropic mayonnaise to put on that ham sandwich. Yeah. Or I guess nootropic mustard. To me, ham was always a mustard thing. Yeah. Not much of a mayo thing. Mayo doesn't last well in a lukewarm lunchbox all day, too. I don't know. You know, people, I don't... This idea that mayonnaise, uh, uh, pasteurized mayonnaise goes bad is bizarre to me because if that were the case... Mm -hmm then the mayonnaise would be in the refrigerated section of your supermarket. I don't mean it's bad. I
2: mean it just doesn't hold up well. It gets slimy makes the bread slimy.
1: Yeah. Same I with guess.
2: lettuce. <laughs> uh, you know what I used to hate as a kid? What? When someone would give you like a ham sandwich and they buttered the bread with the ham on it.
1: Ew. Ew.
2: That, you never had that? No. Uh, maybe it was a canadian thing or maybe it's a british thing there's a lot They'd of just like... be a
1: white person thing
2: yeah because you're not
1: <laughs> <laughs> not like you i'm a different kind of white person <laughs> i'm an ethnic white person it's a completely different yeah, thing so than I what you people are. yeah exactly the british and the irish love putting butter on everything yeah it, it might put be that butter on everything when i was in england the amount of butter they put on all their sandwiches mm. it was kind of appalling like it was weird yeah. with certain things. Don't
2: butter a sandwich, guys.
1: Oh, they love doing it over Unless there. This is grilled you, cheese. You know what my least what? the thing I ha- my mother used to send me send cold hamburgers. Mm. I would like to that now. I bet
2: you I would hate it as a kid. and I would love <laughs> yeah, it
1: now. It would be in a bun that was all smashed down and she'd dress it like with ketchup and and you know whatever on it and it would be smashed and by the time lunch came around it would be a cold lump of ground beef yeah. in smashed soaking wet bread. Uh, I probably love that now. Yeah, would you is that yeah. is that kind of I'd be your like alley? a meatloaf
2: sandwich. I love meatloaf sandwiches.
1: Yeah, different though. I don't I like meatloaf sandwiches too, but after it, they've been and I like hamburgers too, but uh-huh. it's just like after they've been sitting for a you know, five hours in soggy bread—it's not quite as good. Yeah, just put some mayo on it to keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise the preservative. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one, Noel. That's a good one. I, I think you're—I like—I like it. Just overall, it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, and you can market that to anyone. Sure, you know, uh, it's a good idea. I think I still kind of prefer the scope and scale. Of, uh, of the first one, though.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I get it.
1: I'm just saying. I just like I that. thought
2: you were going to go back a few episodes to Heavy Metal Jam and, and give that a you, shout you out. Will, you,
1: will, you will never. <laughs> what was that? You sent me, after I had, I had just totally lambasted Heavy Metal Jam uh, on air, you then sent me... Uh, w- Oh, a, it was
2: a it was a link I found uh-huh. where you could type things and it would print it out in heavy metal font. <laughs> heavy
1: metal font. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So you sent me heavy metal the heavy metal jam label and I didn't know if it was an app or a a font that just a font that you found that you had on your computer now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even respond as I recall. I think I just shook my head and closed the closed the window. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, my next idea—it's a quickie. Okay, it's a quickie. But uh, all right, that's
2: why you've been stalling.
1: I have been. It's true. <laughs> um, so look, everyone's excited. Send kids back to school. The kids are excited to go to school. But yeah. look, we all know there are good things about going back to school, but there are also bad things about going back to school. Yeah. And one of the bad things about going back to school, especially after you've had a summer of freedom uh, that you've spent entirely with your friends, um. Is uh, I regret to say that one of the horrible things that can happen in school and happens, and I, I was a victim of this myself when I was younger, is bullying. Uh-huh. Um, happens in high in in grade school, high school. People get bullied all the time. They get singled out. They get picked on by bigger kids with various emotional problems, and uh, it makes life a living hell. Uh huh. Right. But how do we stop bullying? Steroids. <laughs> 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 That's actually better than my idea. <laughs> That's actually better than my idea. <laughs> no, no, no. What's um, your idea? My uh, so so. You, you, when you look at what the experts say, mm-hmm. it's always about sort of figuring out what's teasing and what's bullying. You know, pulling the bully aside and talking to them. Yeah. My experience is when I was bullied. Yeah, the bully getting talked to never worked. No, telling the kid telling an adult made it 10 times worse. Uh The only thing that would possibly help, the only thing that would actually help was if you stood up to the bully and you beat the bully's ass. Yeah. But if you didn't beat the bully's ass and you got your ass kicked, you never earned the bully's respect. You just were, it was reinforced that this person could kick your ass Mm -hmm. and now they would do it more to essentially quell any further uprising. All right. Okay, this was my experience. Okay. Um, you know, I was held at knife point, I was threatened with a brick. I mean, it got insane. Okay. It got insane. So my thought is so, you know, in my experience, my mother tried uh my mother tried a couple things. One, she tried confronting the bully. Yeah. With Dragging me behind her, holding my hand, which uh-huh. was the worst possible thing yeah, that could have happened. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. I never felt worse in my entire life, and it just resulted in a nightmare for me. Um, the other thing was she sent me to karate, right? And I tried to learn karate, but I just wasn't good at it, and I wasn't interested in karate. I wasn't a fighter, per se. Uh-huh. You know, I tried fighting to defend myself and got my ass kicked, and it was the worst. And uh, 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 some kids, they're just not physical like that. That's not their thing. They're not going to do well in karate, right, mm-hmm. unless they don't have the motivation. Besides, you would think getting your ass kicked every couple of days would be enough motivation, but sometimes it's not. You mm-hmm. just want to do your thing. So I thought, well, maybe what we need to do is equip bullied kids with uh, weaponry. Okay. They generally tend to be uh, meek, mild-mannered kids. Mm-hmm. Who don't really want trouble, uh, but when confronted need to have something to use in their favor. All right. So we have seen (laughs) uh, uh, guns that have been marketed to children. Um, You know, that are various sizes or super colorful, mm-hmm. um, maybe have cartoon characters on them. And I'm all for giving kids guns. Yeah. I think little kids uh, who are generally peaceful, good kids yeah. can handle a gun in school. And if some bully comes up and threatens to take their lunch money and they pull a gun out and shoot the kid... I'm okay with that. Okay. It's, it's okay. All right. As long as you teach them to wound, not kill. All right. Uh, so that's one. But then I was thinking, okay, that's deadly. Yeah. Straight bullets <laughs> could be a problem. Then I thought, tasers for tots. Sure. Right? <laughs> that's even got a good name. <laughs> yeah. Small, colorful tasers. Yeah. That are not as powerful As the tasers that cops have. Yeah. Cops are tasing little kids, 11-year-old kids, with these full-on crazy tasers and putting them in comas. Yes. Knocking them out. This is not what we're talking about. This is like, guy comes at you. Your size a little bit bigger, and you're zapping them like a cattle prod. Yeah.
2: So your yours is a taser, just meant to hurt, as opposed yeah. to a cop's, which is meant to disrupt your brain patterns. Right. No yeah.
1: disrupting a brain pattern. I mean, I think if you you should have a long enough charge that if the kid t- keeps coming at you and you get it and you hold it on them, mm-hmm. and it's also not the kind you shoot. Yeah. There's got to be some contact. They got to get close to you. Just what, what
2: if the bully gets one?
1: Well, so so this is the thing. Okay. We have to then be able to identify, and I know the NRA, and this again, it's better that we don't have guns because the NRA people are going to get into it, but everyone should have a gun. Yeah. If the good kid can have a gun, why can't the bully have a gun? Who's yeah. to say they're a bully, right? Well, there will be a register at all <laughs> licensed taser <laughs> resellers, uh-huh. uh, taser for tots resellers. Yeah. And it will be a bully registry. These are kids that have a history of bullying that are from every neighborhood and every town and every school. These okay. kids are on the checklist, and they are not allowed to get a taser. All right, okay, and it evens the playing field. So that's my big idea: tasers for cots. Okay. I like it. I, as a kid, uh huh,
2: I always loved whips. <laughs> you could have a I a, a, a taser whip. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Every make kid loves a whip, I feel like. Whip and making it crack and you try pop. to make it crack. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hard to do. Uh huh. But you know, the problem with a taser whip is because, as you may recall when you were a kid, throwing, trying to make it crack and whipping that whip around, yeah, you, you hit yourself a lot. You sure do. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd be tasing the shit out of yourself <laughs> yeah. quite a bit, you know. But yeah, make it, you know, a taser whip. Um, You know, anything you can make into taser. Like, again, it's a shock um enough again not to disrupt the brain and make them sort of uh pass out but yeah, certainly like, ow. no a little more than that it's got to be enough that they're gonna definitely think twice about coming at you if it's just ow and you're just like eh, eh, and they're like, ow 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 and then they just start pummeling you yeah they, they get close enough and you zap them they gotta like you know it's gotta hurt yeah it's definitely gotta hurt you know i want to take
2: a moment and Thank your wife, Deb, for never having a kid with you. <laughs>
1: well, I would take care of my kid, man. I would take care of my kid. I'm just saying. Yeah. The other thought I had for this yeah. was uh, <clears throat> set up a program uh, for uh, uh, bullies where you take bullies and put them in a situation that they will not do well in, Yeah. where everyone else does well in. And then they are ridiculed for it. Well, maybe that's get, how they became bullied. The t- no, usually, well, they're usually ridiculed at home for it, or yeah. something, you know, by by adults or families. Um, you know, yeah, most bullies were bullied at some point. Yeah, but not by other kids. Okay. You know, you know, put them in a situation where they get a taste of what it's like to be treated by their peer group and the way that they're being treated. Okay. I'm all about uh, getting even. Help the, oh, I
2: thought you were going to say helping the kids. <laughs> no, getting even. It's
1: all about getting even, yeah. my friend. Well, and we're all about getting paid. And yep. I hope
2: that you are all about getting in touch with Josh and I to tell us of your success, to send us 10%, to give us ideas for shows,
1: to give us rules to judge our schemes by. Yeah, I'm running out of rules on the internet. So if you guys, <laughs> well, if you'd like two or three of you who listen to this show together, you know, put your heads together and come up with like 10 or 11 ideas for rules. Yeah. Send them to us. Yeah. If you like them, we we'll love we'll, them, I'll read them out, man. Not a problem. Yeah. Saves me the work.
2: Yeah. You could even make a rule that's just like Josh eats balls. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to have to read
1: it. And not only will I have to read it, I'll have to figure out how it works with the <laughs> idea. You know, so because we want to, every, every rule that comes our way, we want to make it uh, one that, that will work within the scheme so we can, we're guaranteeing that you're making money. That's right. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can reach out. You can contact us uh, with this stuff. That's right. So you can get us on Twitter at grqjoshnoel. Uh, you can email us at grqwithjoshandnoel at gmail.com. Or
2: you can reach us on Facebook at facebook slash grqjoshnoel. Noel. Get on iTunes. You can subscribe.
1: You can rate.
2: You can <laughs> uh-huh. review. Yep. You can tell your friends. You can skywrite. What else could they do?
1: Smoke singles? Smoke singles. Yeah, (laughs) let's smoke 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 some singles. (laughs) Smoke signals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, all of those things. You know, we've gotten some really lovely reviews recently. Thank you to all of you who have been reviewing us. Thank you. We've got a lot of new listeners. We sure do. This past week in particular. Yeah, Uh, good week. So thanks for all you new listeners out there. We're slowly but surely. The empire of GRQ with Josh and Noel is growing Uh, another year or so, and we're taking over the world, Noel. We sure are. Um, you know, and around this time, Noel, uh, we've made all this money. We sure have. And w- what do we do with all this money? There comes a point where, you know, you've opened up many of these, i taken many of these ideas and opened up businesses. Yeah. Right. And you've taken that money and put it into other businesses yeah. and it's fun and everything like it's that. Right. But y- you got to have fun yeah. with this money, right? Yeah. You got to do things that give you joy. It's got to be you. Yeah, it got to be you and you got to find things that you can spend on. And after a while, you don't want to just keep up with the Joneses, you want to surpass the Joneses. Yeah. You want the Joneses to be like humiliated. Yeah, you want them to go, <laughs> "How do we keep up with that guy?" Yeah. Well, we have a segment dedicated just to that. That's right. Don't so,
2: yeah, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Josh, please take it away.
1: The most valuable objects on Earth are antimatter particles. It is so expensive due to the need to invest massive amounts of money to obtain them. In 1999, NASA predicted that a single gram of anti hydrogen, the antimatter counterpart of hydrogen, would cost upwards of $65 trillion to produce. For a size comparison, a paperclip weighs roughly the same as a
2: gram. With the same amount of money and current untaxed gas prices, you could buy roughly 55 trillion gallons of oil, or about 207 trillion liters. That's almost enough oil to fill 83 million Olympic-sized swimming pools, or to be the 25th largest lake by volume in the world, and all for the same price of a single gram of anti-hydrogen. Yeah, so get it, guys.
1: (laughs) Don't be a schmo. That's right, look. If you invest in enough of our ideas, yeah. $65 trillion, boom, it's going to be fucking nothing. It's nothing, guys. You, <laughs> it's nothing.
2: That's right. And how do you know it's nothing? You can't trust us. Trust us. You can't trust us. Uh, you want to know our ideas are gold because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick,
1: and we judge our schemes by them. So, Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, our rules this week are twenty-one key principles for success in modern business. Why wanna come? Ah, uh, by Barry Dunlop. All right, hit me. Um, all right. Number one, what you focus on is what you get. Yeah, that's why you're <laughs> taking nootropics. That's to, right to, to help your, your focus. focus. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. I I like that. Uh, n- number two. Uh, sorry, I need to expand this window a little bit. Uh, Raise your adversity quotient. Yeah, raise your
2: adversity quotient. You want more likes because uh-huh. you're sure that you're better than the guy next door. Yeah. <laughs> and you you can take your adversaries and taser them.
1: That's right. Okay, I like that one. Number three, good enough is not good enough. Yeah. That's right. Get back to school. Do better. Do better. You fucking dummies. (laughs) Dummies, get back to school. (laughs) Um, Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then we're done. So, uh, you know, as always, you're going to get rich from our ideas. We don't even need to do the rules. You know it as well as we do, but we do them because it's fun for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So once again, uh, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. (laughs)